0: Hello! Welcome to the Artist Reality Podcast, where we take you on a journey into the life of artists, the challenges they face, and their hopes and dreams. My name is Federica Elena. I work with artists to help their dreams become a reality. And Andrea is an artist who is passionate about empowering the arts community. Every month, together, we will have honest conversation with artists and talk with professionals who can support them.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Artist Reality Podcast. We're super happy to have you join us today. We have Yule, who has a last name I'm going to let her pronounce because it's a bit difficult for me, but she is an amazing arts professional in the community here in Lisbon. She is focused on arts initiatives that are addressing individual and collective well-being within the community and she also does a lot of research and advocating for sustainability in the arts so we're super excited to have her share with us about her different projects and Yule would you like to share with us your full name and introduce yourself?
2: Hello thank you so much for having me so my full name is Yule Koki right I know it's a tricky one don't worry about it. And I came to Lisbon around four years ago after having lived in the Netherlands where I did a bachelor's in liberal arts and sciences and focusing mostly on culture studies, art history and sociology. Then I moved to Lisbon to do a master's in culture studies with a focus on management of the arts and culture. But I moved here already with the idea of maybe staying longer term and that actually became reality. And nowadays I work on different projects and in different places in the arts and culture. I work at MAT, the Museum of Art, Architecture and Technology, here in Lisbon in communications. And I have a project of my own that is called LAR, for Lisbon Art Retreat, where I connect well-being practices such as yoga, yoga in the wider term, and artistic practices. And I currently... Work with Vila Vila, which is a platform founded by Alice Bono that advocates for environmental sustainability in the arts. And every now and then, I'm involved in other collaborative projects in the arts, exhibitions, or artist run projects of different natures. And yeah, all this diversity really gives me a lot of joy. And I feel that the different projects balance each other out with different challenges, different opportunities which is very enriching and very interesting for me.
1: Thank you, Yule, for sharing about your journey and your projects. So we had asked you how you would say in three words why you want to do what you do. And this was kind of in conversations leading up to the podcast. And we found your answers to be really beautiful and interesting. So would you like to dive in and share with us a bit more about that? in relation to the the different projects that you're doing and how it kind of materializes for you?
2: Of course. So I admit, I had to think a little bit about it. It's a great question to put so much and so many different things into three words. But I do think for me, it boils down. In the end, it's all about trying to open up space. So I would summarize it with these three words. It's about opening up space. And for me, there are several aspects of that to those words. I think, um, for example, with LAR, uh, Lisbon Art Retreat, I explore the connection between creative activities or artistic practice and well being, mostly individual well being. And here I feel that on the one hand, getting creative, doing something creative really helps us to slow down, become present in the moment and create space in this moment and in this activity, also mental space, simply by slowing down and and focusing on this one task. But I also think on the other side, it works similarly that by doing different well-being practices such as meditation, we can create space between thoughts and between within that busyness of everyday life to allow for creativity and inspiration and all of that to come in again and flow, which is sometimes lacking. And then also, of course, creating space inside the creative process, I think, especially for artists that have a professional artistic practice, if we can say that, obviously, it's always a, a matter of how we use those terms and we can discuss about why or why not to use that word professional artistic practice what makes it so but exactly there I think it's also interesting to try and open up space simply for play and experimentation and become free from this pressure of productivity or maybe of producing high quality works or successful works or whatever the goal is and to get a bit away from that and just create space and open up space for for flowing more freely for experimenting for letting allowing things to happen and evolve naturally without being too much focused on the end result and on the outcome so i think this is a big thing for artists that yeah that often struggle with this pressure to produce and and also with feedback and while producing maybe already thinking about what kind of feedback they might get afterwards so I think yeah there are also different ways to open up this space and then at the same time another element again is is that by becoming creative or by making space for artistic practices in our lives whether uh, in the case of artists or or anybody who wouldn't consider themselves an artist but still pursues Pursue some kind of creative practice. It's an an opportunity to open up space for the imagination, to allow for ideas to flow in maybe in a different way, in a in an alternative way, or to for new ideas to come in, for different combinations of ideas and thoughts. So I think getting creative, having creative practices maybe well-being practices connected to that or can also say that creative practices can also be well-being practices and the other way around helps us to to create space for the imagination which then again is important to for bigger questions like reimagining basically who we want to be or the world that we want to live in what we want what we want the world around us to look like so those bigger questions I think are guided also by the imagination otherwise we stay very much stuck in what we know and what what's been there all along in the systems and structures that are in place so I think there are a bit these these different elements and this was already (laughs) quite a lot so please
1: yeah it's really it's really wonderful to hear you talk about it because my imagination and my sense of thinking was really opening up just considering all the different ways that you're kind of taking this concept of creating space a kind of freedom for creation and imagination that then actually facilitates different parts of our being so we have like this relationship with the internal self and whether you are an artist or not an artist this this is for anyone but then you have if you are an artist, this is also something that can really help you in your practice, maybe expand in ways you otherwise don't normally allow yourself to. In if you have like a, a specific way of working that you've been doing for years or a mentality about how to run your studio or how to run your practice, or you talked also about the pressure of producing. And that also speaks to what, I mean, so I think some artists do feel kind of pressure about what is contemporary art and making sure things they make fits into that box. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but it is part of some of the thinking that is out there. And that's a lot, a lot of constraints to kind of live inside of. And then also, I think this viewpoint expands even more of, it's a political engagement in terms of allowing yourself to think and feel in an entirely open way outside of constructs of society and different kinds of institutions, whether it's a family institution, like institutions of education, institutions of consumerism, there's there's so many. So it's a, I think it's a really critical kind of relationship to build this opening space because it really informs every aspect of your life from you inside of your home to you outside in the world. And then you in like the bigger, bigger world. And I think it's really wonderful that you're working with this concept and, you know, using it in different ways through the initiatives you're, you're doing. So yeah. Why don't you tell us more about those? Because I'm really curious to hear about arts and sustainability, but also you also do other kind of side projects and, yeah, whatever else you'd like to share with us, we would love to share with our community and have them like, yeah, just have a deeper understanding about what's possible with creativity in the arts with, yeah, how people like you are really creating these like unique niche kind of situations for things that are not necessarily what someone would expect in like a formal arts environment. So this is something that's more alternative, opening things up, more
2: connected on a human level. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to say I really like how you summarized it, how it goes from within yourself really to this bigger world perspective where the creating space happens all along those different levels and scales, which I find really interesting, and then also how For me, in an idealistic perspective, the arts would be the place where we are free from those constraints. But then you mentioned that. And of course, that's true that also for a lot of artists, they experience so many constraints within the arts, within the art world, and the art market, which is obviously a very political and field guided by so many interests. So it's interesting how those dynamics play out on different levels. Yes, I'm happy to. to dive a little more into the different projects so basically maybe it makes sense to start with my project LARD, which also chronologically started earlier on and kind of came around because I have a professional background in arts and culture that's what I studied in university that's the field I've been working in but I also have been practicing yoga for many years and I have done a teacher training, used to teach. Nowadays, I don't teach, but I still practice a lot. So yoga is a big part of my life. And at some point, while these two different fields have always been rather separate, where yoga was a private passion and and arts and culture was what I was working in professionally, at some point I decided to connect them. And it started off a little bit when I did a, a life drawing session And I felt that it was such an active meditation for me. And I also felt it just kind of made so much sense for me to connect these different spheres. And so there it started a bit more with this connection between the arts and more individual well-being. And from there, I developed these retreats where we do yoga, meditation, breath work, or pranayama, but we also dive into artistic practices guided by artists that um, teach classes, workshops to the retreat participants to kind of explore this, this connection between creative flow and just this, this flow state that is also a big part of why we practice yoga. And then later on, I joined Vila Vila, which is not my own project, it's founded by a curator called Alice Bono and here the focus is really sustainability in the arts so how can artists develop more sustainable studio practices for example in terms of materials that they use in you know, work processes and so many different areas or levels and also how can institutions or basically any player in the arts become more sustainable and how can you know operations and, work processes and and materials use and everything involved talking about become more sustainable and it made a lot of sense for me, not only because obviously that's an absolutely urgent, important topic, but also because I feel that if we're interested in individual well-being, we must necessarily also in the next step or or maybe all along, maybe it's not different steps, be interested in well-being on a more collective level and therefore for me really our relationship to our environment is a big part of that, but also socially, how do we live together? In what structures and systems do we live? And I think on the one hand, arts can be a place to explore and to also reimagine those structures and constructs that we live in collectively. But it's also as a the art world, as a world within a a bigger world, or as a sphere within a bigger world or sphere, it also reflects many times the kind of structures and constructs that I think we can and maybe should question or well, not. Maybe <laughs> so. Um, here, I think sustainability is a big part, when also of um, of collective well-being, where art can be a way to explore how can we live more sustainably individually and collectively, and also work more sustainably. But also, what do we need to do for the art world itself to become more sustainable? And how can we look critically at our own processes and so on? So I think in the end, it all ties, ties in. It all connects the different projects, and uh, let alone edmart obviously, there are lots of different exhibitions and programs and so on happening. So it's interesting also to see how these different activities happening in different projects or initiatives or places like the mat, how they all connect with each other and sometimes not. So yeah, those are some of the questions that I like to explore exactly through those different approaches.
1: Amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I have Federica here with me. And we as a team are super passionate about sustainability for artists. And I really liked how you linked, linked. It's not just about sustainability in terms of our environment, but also, yeah, I I think our bodies and the work we do and the, the disciplines that we work inside of, and in this case, arts. And we do a lot of thinking and work around how, how to support artists and how to come up with different models for sustainability. And yeah, I think maybe she has a few questions or thoughts she'd like to share as someone who's
0: feels very strongly about this as well. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. For me, I'm really interested in what you said about imagination or reimagination of the world we are living and maybe I'm asking you what is a practical way for you in your daily life to be sustainable because a lot of people and listeners here really want to know more about concrete action and so maybe we can give them some tools in order to be sustainable in their daily life.
2: Yeah so I think it's important as also Andrea mentioned sustainability is a big term and happens and can happen on so many levels we can talk about environmental sustainability and that's a bit more what I explore through Villa Vila, but obviously we can also talk about the sustainability of an individual artist working practice and process so for example if we feel a lot of pressure or maybe a lot of constraints or whatever it may be in the work process and in the practice that's not a sustainable way of working in terms of our own well-being and health physical and mentally and so that's a different level and then of course there are other questions also of financial sustainability different again so I think to start maybe with how we can uh, develop a sustainable practice in more concrete terms. And now sustainable, I want to start by how it can become sustainable for ourselves, how we can, how our bodies and our minds and our health can sustain such a practice. I think it's really important to develop concrete kind of rituals or, again, practices Mm -hmm. that really ground us because it's kind of yeah setting the foundation setting a, a certain foundation and frame within we can work that kind of holds us and supports and sustains us through the process i think that's the the basis and super important and for me that happens a lot through kind of regular practices or regular we can call them rituals or whatever you may call them for me personally as i said i practice a lot of yoga and with that um, I mean, in particular, a lot of asana practice, which is the physical practice of the yoga postures. That's a huge one for me. I practice almost daily and and it's really important to ground me. And even if I'm very busy, I make sure that I take and create time on a regular basis, even if it's just a little bit for, for that practice, which also has its meditative element and then the different forms of meditation that I practice on a regular basis which is just this of setting the foundation that allows me to feel comfortable in my own body and feel healthy and in flow and uh, energized and rested at the same time so that for me is very important i think especially having those kinds of practices in the morning and or in the evening is really important to kind of frame the day and everything that happens in the day and then also yeah start the day on the right note end the day on the right note that's really important so for me it's it's yoga practice asana um, combined with meditation and pranayama which is the breathing practice and then there are different rituals like or practices like for just Cooking a nice meal, for example, can be something very simple, but if you do it with a certain awareness and presence, then it becomes this grounding element in in daily life that really takes us back to to ourselves and and gives us this kind of support or stability throughout whatever can come up.
1: I'm curious about creativity because you haven't, I know you do the retreats and you create space to have a practice for that. But do you create space for that on a daily or weekly basis for yourself or how what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, so I create space for creativity let's say on a regular basis and it takes on different forms. I don't consider myself an artist and I don't have an artistic practice in that sense, but I think I bring in creativity in different in several different ways. I also I was just about to say one other regular practice that I do is is kind of journaling or writing, which also has this creative element and can have this poetic element of just, just writing without necessarily making sense, but more going with the flow. And then um, creativity can happen in so many different ways. I draw, I like to take photos, but I think it's also in what i in my work uh, that i do in the, in different projects there's also creativity in in how i develop those those projects or how i do my work how i develop concepts or i am involved in in other projects all of that is is creative process and i shared this quote with you before that i really like and that i like to use as a bit of a guidance to approach Work, which is by Khalil Gibran. It's in The Prophet, the book The Prophet. And it goes, Work is love made visible. And I really like this approach, which I think is basically saying that work is a form of art where you put, ideally, you put the best of yourself into. And I don't mean that in an exhaustive way at all, but I mean it in a way that you you do it with love and you do it with what's inside of you. You pour part of yourself. Maybe of your soul, <laughs> and say in into the work that you do, and then it automatically or naturally becomes something very creative and artistic. I think art in that sense is a is also a very wide term. that If you consider your work or your life art in a broader sense, then it's in so many little things. So just to say, yes, for me personally, I don't have an artistic practice in that traditional sense or yeah I don't I'm not an artist myself but I feel like I uh, try to approach whatever I do with an artistic or creative sense and then and then exactly those practices like practicing yoga or journaling just gets me into this kind of flow state that allows for these. Artistic elements and the inspiration to come in. There's also um this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is basically a workbook where she guides you through different practices to m- promote creativity or to reconnect people with their innate creativity. And one practice that she has, which I think for me is very important, and I I actually would love to do more of that. I don't do it as much as I would like to. Is the artist state where you just Take yourself or your inner artist on a date, free from distraction, and you just create space to basically wander around. You can do whatever you want. You can can go for a walk. You can take yourself on on any kind of date to create the space without any idea of producing in that time or of working in that time. But it automatically helps to open up the space, and then doing that on a regular basis really promotes creativity and and then it helps for ideas or for inspiration to flow naturally. So I think that is another practice for creativity that sometimes doesn't look so creative at first sight because it can just be a walk in nature, which some people wouldn't consider a creative practice. I think it's very creative. But those are some examples. and. I think it can take on so many different forms. I think at the end of the day, it's about bringing presence into whatever you do, because that's where you have space to see beauty in the little things, but also to see the irony of so many things, which I think is, I think art can be very ironic and kind of drawing unusual connections and seeing that in everyday life is a very fun and very creative thing to do.
1: Wow, Yule, thank you so much for sharing. That's really amazing. And in terms of sustainability for artists, you've also shared with us a link, which we will post in the podcast description as part of the Villa Villa a research project that you participate in that offers concrete ways for artists to actually apply different methodologies or thinking about materials differently to integrate into their practices. So thank you so much for that. And Federica would like to bring us back to our favorite topic, <laughs> <laughs> which we will close our this episode with. And we think you're really one of the most perfect people here in Lisbon probably to be talking about this with. And that is community because you're, you, a lot of your projects are, yeah, this is like a, a central part of it and also for us.
0: So So yes, Julen, if you can talk a little bit more about your commitment within the community, it's gonna be nice because it's really crucial for us. We are working every day, you know, just to be into the community. And especially we move in Lisbon to be much more integrated with the local heritage and with the Portuguese community. So I would like to ask you, what is your relationship within the community and within the Portuguese community?
2: hmm It's a good question. It's interesting because obviously I'm not from Lisbon myself, but ever since I moved here four years ago, I felt that in part, I think it's related to the size that is kind of big enough for things to happen and small enough to really have this sense of community. At the same time, it's a very interesting place to connect with people. It feels like People are here wanting to do things, wanting to do new projects, new initiatives, also questioning kind of maybe things they've they've done before, kind of reorienting in life to some extent. And then there is a strong sense of collaboration, maybe because it's not so big that the sense of competition doesn't feel very strong. It feels more, yeah, it feels like it's much more collaboration than over competition, which I obviously really, really like because I think we can support each other so much and there's no need for competition. And I think with these different projects that touch on different aspects of related fields, I obviously connect with different people, but then it's also all a big network and, and it all connects. So I've noticed this bit of this Character, maybe, or characteristic of Lisbon that it seems to be a place where people feel opportunity or see opportunity and feel that there's possibility to do things and to do things differently, to do new things. And that's something that I find super enriching, just the sense of possibility. And it's something that I definitely want to support. And I think sometimes it can be as simple as. Yeah, showing an example of starting your own project and showing people that you can do it, it can can work, you can make it happen, as simple as that. And then it can also be by offering tools exactly for people to, to have tools to guide them through, through processes such as their own artistic practice or maybe starting a new initiative, whatever it may be. And at the same time, I feel that Lisbon is an interesting place that is so welcoming to people from abroad. But at some point, it also feels like there's a disconnect between the local community, the Portuguese community, and the foreign people and so many expats coming in. And so there's definitely a disconnect in many ways. And... In the different initiatives that I work in, I feel that I have opportunity to connect with, for example, through Mat. I'm very much in this more Portuguese context and in other projects, it's more international context. So that's another big question for me, how to connect different communities within the bigger community. and. Um, Try and find ways to really work together and learn from each other, and even if there is a, a general welcoming energy, how can we how can we, yeah, connect even more in, in more meaningful ways and create more bridges? So those are all questions that I haven't necessarily found all the answers to, but definitely not. But it's something that I find very interesting to observe in Lisbon because it has. It does have many facets and many levels and many things we don't see at first sight, many different communities that a lot of times also have their yeah separate different worlds. And how can we try and connect these worlds and, and learn from each other and, and uh, come closer together? Those are big questions and I can definitely not uh, yeah, answer them or say what exactly is the way forward. But I think by just starting to try and provide tools and starting to try and, and connect people, that's a, a starting point. And yeah, it's this constant just learning from each other, seeing what other people do, being interested in their projects and feeling, and this is really for me special about Lisbon, feeling that there's possibility to connect, to just reach out because it's people do want to collaborate people are interested in getting involved that's not a strong sense of competition it's really the opposite and that's something i really really enjoy here
0: thank you very much i think also just to be an observer is already the first step in order to understand better how to move
2: yes it's a big part of it and you need time for that
0: yeah, you need time because it's complicated. And also you have like this amazing opportunity because you're working in math. It is a really important structure, let's call that. And another other projects that are more linked with uh, uh, maybe the um, community that is international. So you can really be the bridge between one and another culture. And this is really important and crucial. <laughs>
2: I try to, but <laughs> as you say, it's it's complex and it's constant learning and it's so many levels and, as I said, things that you don't see at first sight, but yeah, <laughs> you have to start at least.
1: Thank you, Yule, for your thoughts and sharing everything that you've talked about with us today. It's been incredibly meaningful and thought-provoking, especially this last topic of community here in Lisbon and connecting with the Portuguese people and we really want to think more deeply about this and I think it it definitely connects with some of the things we've been talking about in terms of opening space and if we can all do this in our own ways whether it's small or big or any capacity you feel feels good for you We can start to maybe really observe and then think more deeply about, well, how can things change or what would be a better way of doing things? And in the meantime, we would love to hear from anyone who has any ideas or tools or resources to help all of us facilitate a stronger connection and bridge between the people who are coming here to really enjoy what Portugal has to offer. but also to enrich and give something back to the community and support the Portuguese people here. And yeah, so between now and our next episode, we hope all of you can open maybe some space for this kind of thinking because it's really needed. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from from you on this topic if you feel like sharing with us. So thank you everyone for supporting us. And we look forward to seeing you soon.